been engaged since the... Well, it's so long, I can't remember. It's 18 months next Melbourne Cup Day. Of course, the perfect anniversary. Ooh. Listen, until you drop the part of Clancy the gentleman gambler and become Clancy the pride of suburbia, a steady supporting role, there'll be no running of the marriage stakes for you and me, and that's for sure. Oh, turn it up, bun. You know I love you. Oh, you love horses and jockeys and... Yeah, and... but not in that order. Well, what order then? Well, I love you. And then maybe the horses next, and then the truck. Oh, you rotten egg! Oh, give us a go, bun. You know I'm doing it all for you. You're what? I'm doing it all for you. Hello, and welcome to the podcast stages. Today, my guests are legends of the Australian stage, a showbiz couple who have graced our stages for many decades and who were indeed trailblazers of our industry. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Johnson and Jill Perryman. I'm doing it all for you. Who? You tell me I'm your one and only sweetheart. That's the truth. I'm the girl you will adore your whole life through. Why But although I am your fancy, when I give your ring back, Clancy, I'm doing it all for you. I long to give you furs like mink and sable and dress you up with gems from toe to crown. And nothing ever would be any bit too good for the smartest little gal in town. Australia's first lady of musical comedy, Jill Perryman, made her stage debut at the tender age of two when her parents were touring in Whitehorse Inn. Her first big break came whilst she was in the chorus of Call Me Madam, when, as understudy to Evie Hayes, she was called upon to play the leading role. Jill went from success to success, appearing in J.C. Williamson's South Pacific, Paint Your Wagon, The Pajama Game and Can Can. Further triumphs followed with legendary performances in a stellar career. No No Nanette, Annie, A Little Light Music and The Boy From Oz. Kevin's hard work early in life, studying all forms of dance under his mother Peggy Esler's tuition, paid off. For when he auditioned for Call Me Madam, he landed the role of principal dancer. He impressed the directors because he was again made principal dancer for several other shows, including Paint Your Wagon, Can Can and The Pajama Game, where he became one of Australia's first Fosse dancers, alongside Tiki Taylor and Frank Sheldon in the iconic Steam Heat number. Parallel careers as a choreographer and television producer have also offered Kevin opportunities to contribute impressively to entertainment in Australia. The pair have managed careers which have offered them several opportunities to work together in productions. These have included Wall Flowering, Carnival, The One Day of the Year, Annie, and a last hurrah in the GFO national tour of Hello Dolly. A theatrical gift which saw Jill in the role of Dolly Levi and Kevin leading the waiter's galop as Rudy in the famed Harmonia Garden sequence. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Kevin Johnson and Miss Jill Perryman. No, I've done, I've done extra study after Whopper and all that sort of thing. And But I was a teacher before I went to Whopper. Well, that's Peter Hardy. Have you met Peter Hardy? Uh, I know. I've, I see his name on Facebook. Yeah, well, he did. He, he, was, a, he was at the uh, Mount Lawley Teachers Training College. Right. But then he became an actor. And Johnny McKellar wrote a lot of the stuff for us for Phillip Street. Started with Lance and they were all doing the course at uni senior teachers. All yeah. going to be teachers. Yeah. Bruce Barry was going to be a teacher. Uh, the number of people that were going to be teachers. I was already 
a cadet draft one, which they kicked me out of. Why? Because I didn't pass the exam. Right. I was brilliant. Yeah. I started doing musicals. My first musical. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. <laughs> Telling the title. Blame it on the hornpipe. It's a fantastic title. Yeah, I'd, because, I'd buy that. Yeah, because it's the first job I got. Well, it wasn't a job. First time I got in a musical, I was at rehearsal with my auntie Reen. I'd started work. Yeah, I'd started at the post office and uh, sitting watching rehearsal of Rio Rita. And the musical director says, Miss Esther, she was she was the dance director and in the show. Is this your mum, Miss Esther? My aunt. Your aunt. Geraldine and Gail's mum. Right. Geraldine Morrow and Gail. Yes, and Gail Esther, yeah. Well, that's Auntie Reem. And mum and Auntie Reem are sort of sisters. And if you said something about either of them, you get your head bitten off. But between each other, they thought I can't knock. And so I went with rehearsal to Auntie Reem on a Sunday, <coughs> Rio Rita. And the conduct, uh, musical director said, Miss Esther, what are you going to do about the hornpipe opening second act? And he said, what, what hornpipe? It's got a red line across it, something about Robert Helpman. Yeah. And he says, what did she say? Well, it opens after the girls do the pirate ballet, the sailor does a, a hornpipe. Play it. Take your shoes and socks off. Go and do a hornpipe at the match. Sunday afternoon here. So I get up, do about four steps of the hornpipe, but I'm insisted the director. Well, that do they said that'll be wonderful. You're doing the show. Tell Mum when you get home. And that was it. So when I went to audition for Call Me Madam, the film was already out. So Donald O'Connor had been combined the dance section with the tenor section. So he actually sang and danced. It's a lovely day. So Auntie Reed wrote me the music and we knew I might audition on the way to Tassie to see my father, which I never got to. Um, <clears throat> so I've got my bit of music and I go in and I've got a letter of introduction to Sir Frank Tank and to Donkey Dave and Mark, Dave Martin, Tivoli. Got letters in each hand and I get off the plane, I might add, Sun, Saturday I finished with the original ballet season. Sunday I flew to Melbourne, got to Melbourne Monday morning in those days. Um, asked the little man at TA or Ansett, which is closest to Tivoli or the bench? She said, oh, well, up Exhibition Street, you, there's the bench. Oh, so I went there with my letter. I didn't see Sir Frank Tate, but they see They've just started rehearsal for the dancers. They're having a week before everyone else. And I knew the kids that were in it from Kiss Me Kate. So they said, but come, go and have, like, come back at lunchtime and you, Mr. Carden would love to see you audition, Mr. Johnson. I said, I'm right here. Yeah. So they're at the comedy. So I went in and some other boy, who I don't know what his name was, got changed in the change room and went up with him. And they said, will you come on, please? And I walked on and they said, where's the other guy? And I said, well, he was with me a minute ago. <laughs> so then they said, and I did a bit of and they said, what are you doing, George Carton? What are you going to do for me, Captain? Ah, and I've got the bit of music in my hand and Carla Jurz, dear old Carla Jill. Yes. Baby. 
could you play a horn pipe? And she said, yes, a bit quicker please. Uh, just a short intro, I'll be right. I'm doing a sales horn pipe. Let's see it, says Card, up in the blackness of the comedy. So I do my sales horn pipe and he gives me a couple of things to do. And evidently he said, that's the guy I want to do the lovely day routine, not Ian Burgess, who is the principal. Because I had to be young and naive with a crew cut, and I fitted the billet. I was chunky like card. But I could see what, now I can see what it was after. So suddenly, there were not one male dancer and principal dancer, there were two. I didn't know I was a principal dancer until I got the programme. No one mentioned money, and it wasn't until late in the piece there'd been a lot of argument. No, you wouldn't know Boyd Michelle. Boyd no. Michelle used to be in the wardrobe at the comedy. He got kicked out of the ballet for me to go in. So I was very popular with the boys in the ballet. You're the guy that kicked Mitzi out, aren't you? I went, oh, yes. Hello. And guess who's dressing me? First dress rehearsal? No. Boyd Michelle. <laughs> So I go up, and tall, thin boy, not a very good dancer anyway, he wasn't, but a nice guy. And I said, excuse me, and he said, yes. I said, look, I hope it's not my fault, you know, that you got put out. She said, what's wrong? I said, well, you're doing this. He said, Dallas, look at all the drag I've got. I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> I went, hello? Oh, and that was 1953. 53, 50, yeah, that's Cornelia. the first night. Now, Jill was in that show too. We both it? started. Yes. Is that where you met? Yes. Yes, and yes. she was lucky to be in it too. I was lucky because I'd already three weeks of auditions and this bright-eyed boy pops in at lunchtime of the first day of rehearsal and I'm put in and Mitzi's kicked out. And Miss Perryman arrived. She missed all the... She auditioned... In the ballet. In the well, ballet. she arrived with the dancers yes. and they said, oh, you'll have to change Miss Perry. And she said, I haven't got any change clothes. And they said, well, what are you going to do? She said, I'm a singer. Not only that, as I said, Call Me Madam was already out. She'd learnt the leading lady's number one song as an audition piece. Mm -hmm. So Miss Perry Purcell got up there and said, I'm the chosen party giver. So they went, hello. So she was in by mistake. The things that have... Happy accidents. Oh, yeah. like Pajama Game. Yeah. The best one, which... Do you want to ask me about the engagement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the engagement to Jill or your engagement in the show? The engagement yeah. to Jill. I want to ask you a little bit further. Do you remember that very first time that you met and you spoke to each other? No. It was in rehearsal, I suppose, at some point. Well, they were all talking about the new boy from Perth with the white T-shirt. So Jill was from Perth as well? You no. Know? No? She's Melbourne. She oh, was Melbourne. born in Melbourne. Oh, OK, right. But she was brought up in... You should sit down and hear all this. Okay. I don't can, think you're and, correct. And me. you can correct him. I <laughs> 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 don't <laughs> um, We're talking about how we've... Can you remember what we first said to each other? Oh, I would 
have a clue. That's a funny thing. I mean, but did you look and you say, "Oh, here's this this no, new fellow"? No, I had no no interest. I, I was only interested in the theatre. I wasn't interested in any boy. Any no interest she in any, anything. Very, she anyway. was a good girl, a terribly good girl. Oh, a terribly good girl. <laughs> and I look back now and I think, boy, could I have? But when a we got, you know, even before we got engaged. Um, we knew each other for five years, and we we were we, we were, were really brother like brothers and sisters. Sister. Brother sister. We right. knew each other, so we'd shared flats, right? Yeah, but Good not mates. as like when I say we share houses. Yes. Our stage manager Ian Roberts sometimes would hire a house, and I used to do the bumpy, do the bump out to earn extra money because they didn't pay much for principal <laughs> dancers. My first show I did, I when I didn't even know I was principal dancer. I got core plus two pound fifteen a week. Wow! That was a big rise, and so oh, Frank big rise. Be great to give me that. Oh. And then they gave me. I didn't know the second one was two pound fifteen because I couldn't work out on the fifteen. Why fifteen shillings? And it put me above the nineteen pound a week, which was the cut-off figure. So I didn't get paid in between shows. All oh, right, there was no retainer. No. Between seasons. No. And I guess you had to get your, your own way to. We didn't you know, have agents. No, no, we didn't have agents. And if the show was leaving Melbourne and going to play in Brisbane, you had to get yourself to Brisbane. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. That, that was organised. That was right. organised. Yes. That was organised. But uh, no, no, we did. Uh, what about your accommodation? Did they look after no, that? We had, no, we had we to had do that ourselves. You, you got living away from home allowance. Yeah. That's why once I auditioned, before I even went, well, we were doing Maritza at the Playhouse and I auditioned for Nitsi Nicholson for Annie because Annie had about three boys left on the stage. Remember, I auditioned with Kevin Regan and no, Bert... I wasn't here then, Of no. course you weren't. It was before you existed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> was that Annie Get Your Gun? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And I was all at Patsy Nicholson, Nitsi who I met later a lot. Yeah. And she was a Perth girl from Fremont. She said, I found out she wanted me. And uh, Carl Randall, who is the American travelling director, he was in the show playing one of the wrong. But because he wasn't at the audition, the firm thought, no, we'll have to bring him back to Perth from Melbourne if he comes with us. So I didn't get in. But... Three or four days after I did the audition, they came. They had nowhere to do on a Sunday. Sunday was theatre. That was the day on. So the cast were invited to the dress rehearsal of Maritza for the Playhouse, which I was in as one of the ballet boys, and they were short of male dancers. So that's how we got invited. About a week later, in the run of Annie, Artie Reen says to me. I've got a couple of girls from the Annie Company coming in to teach me some steps, come in and learn it, because I was a quick learner. And I walked down from work, I didn't get off to film, and, and Rene said, oh, this is my Kevin, my cousin, my nephew Kevin, he's going to, you can teach him the steps and he'll learn it for me and then he'll show the girls. And one of the girls was, Patsy Nicholson, who I auditioned for about 10 days before, and she said, is that your nephew? And when he said, yes, he said, I might have guessed. She said, that's the boy audition, we wanted him. But that, they knocked it back because they'd have to fly me back from... All right. So that's how... I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. 
I'm glad I didn't mix. I was because 22, but I was a, I was green as grass. Mm. You know, a dancer, a Highland dancer that did everything. Well, the theatre is a good place to learn quite quickly. Exactly. I imagine. Well, in a way, it was, but I was very yeah. green, and yeah. uh, and uh, I'm glad I didn't. Uh, even when I was 22, I was still, you know, some things I knew about, other things I, you know, didn't have a clue what, you know, I was called a puffy dancer when I was about seven. Half the time I didn't know what it was. Right. But I wore kilts, didn't I? And I got black eyes because I'd go and dance for So mine. you copped a bit of flack from the... Oh, oh yeah. I got a black eye because I danced with the... There was a girl that was quite good doing... So mum got... taught her a Irish partner, clogged it, not Irish, uh, Dutch. And I went up to the school concert, the Midland Convent concert at Midland, and did it with the little girl, which we rehearsed the day before or something. And they're finished, and I'm finished, and I'm walking across backstage, and a little boy from Midland comes up and says, aren't you the boy that danced with so-and-so? And I said, yes, I am. He went, bang. And I had a black eye. <laughs> so there's jealousy involved. It was his girlfriend. Well. Yeah, it was yeah. his boyfriend. It was his girlfriend. I often got, you know, well, Midland Junction, I spent Saturday afternoon in kilts. Because right. I was the champion Highland dancer. Yeah. But they're very masculine in Scotland. Oh, don't yeah. tell me about it. But I, you know, that wasn't <laughs> the point. I'm, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't into fisticuffs. I was into football. Yeah. I got sent up at school. But I waited till the footy season. And, and then you I was got good. revenge. And just a small yeah. bump when we were going. Just a small the, one. In the mud. <laughs> and, well, I was at the terrace for eight years. I wasn't right. a Catholic. But Brother McKenna, who's he? He was a young priest. You're not a Catholic, are you? No, no, no. No, you didn't go to Catholic school. I went no. to Catholic schools all my life. Oh, right. Because mum taught at convents. Right. Yeah. And what about you, Jill? Did you have song and dance classes as a, a girl? No, I did not. My father was a singer. My mum, my mum and dad were singers, and um, Jill's no, mum understudied Gladys, Gladys Moncrief. Oh, really? Yeah, many, well, many years ago. Yeah, gorgeous voice. But um, no, my dad became a uh, what was a two KY. He was a radio announcer, two KY, and for so many years. But. Um, she went on stage when she was two, two looking for a bum. So they made oh. her her own dress for White Horse Inn. You're in White Horse Inn? Yes. As a two-year-old. <laughs> and they've got it in the... It was in the archives you're Sydney, in you're Melbourne. You're not in Melbourne. Do you go to Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. In the archives, they've got her dress that was made for her as a yeah. two-year-old. Two it's there. Wonderful. And you just wandered on stage looking by for mum. No, and I was or looking you... for mum. Oh, right. And I hadn't realised. They well, used to I be asleep in anything. A bit like Butch. Although Butch oh, yes, wasn't. Butch, Butch, Butch Sheldon. No, no yes. the, one, the, that's, the one that used to be in the room was the Burgess and Anne, Anne's. And, um, Anne. Anne. Oh, Anne. 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 Oh, God. God. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, they had Peter, a little girl, and she was in. The dressing room often. Right. Well, yeah. Tony uh, Lamont tells a story of having Sheldon in a, a drawer. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I was in drawers. drawers. You were in drawers. As I well. was in drawers. That's what they used to use on tour. Yes. As a cot. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Well, yeah. tour. You know, we knew. Like, I've got photo. I, have we still got the photo of Tony with the wet paint? Don't touch on his oh, bum. Oh, 
Yes, we are. I can't. I can't look for that though, darling. No. Mr. Shelton, he was a, he was a lovely little kid, oh, but he was a gorgeous boy. Developing to be wasn't my cup of tea, because I'd say, "How old are you, Butch?" He said, "35," and I'm a midget. <laughs> <laughs> so he was doing the shtick there. Oh, always. Oh, he, he was a joy. Always. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like and. Uh, Tony and them didn't discourage, but they certainly helped to encourage <laughs> him to like. I mean, you know, you'd say, how old are you now? But 35, and I'm a midget. With a big smile on his face. Tall and tender like an Apollo, he goes walking by. And I have to follow him, the boy from Tecarimba, La Tumba del Fuego, Santa Malika, Zacatego, Sohonto del Soli Cruz. on fire and I'm breathless every time I inquire how are things in Takarimba, La Tumba del Fuego, Santa Maliga, Zacatego, Sloonto del Soli Cruz. Why is he acting so clannish? <laughs> Why when I speak does he Spanish When I tell him I think he's the end He giggles a lot with his friend Well congratulations, you've recently celebrated your 60th wedding anniversary yes. Not many of us left <laughs> Is this all going That's on tape? Yeah Oh, Hello Hello <laughs> Oh it's been great Why yeah. would I want to miss out on stuff Kev? You're sprouting off words oh, of wisdom there I know. But Usually they say well I'm going to tape this now I go oh yeah hello yeah, and that, and when they do, people they put you put on yeah. the radio of course then, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, well, no. no. Just... So, so tell me about the engagement. You were going to talk about that. Yeah, I, I don't think we had an engagement, did we? No, 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 no. But when when no, we did. Um, yes, we did. I'll tell him. Yeah. Uh, after uh, I wrote him down, Madam. Wagon, Can Can and Pajama Game. She went into Phillip Street Theatre in... Uh, what was Bats, it was it Bats? No, it wasn't Bats. Not the first one you did, was it? Oh, good night. Anyway, Phillip Bill Orr had always had a big impression of her and he couldn't wait for her to be available to go in as a, in the review. I was up in Brisbane doing Lola Montez, getting it ready to bring to Sydney. So we get to Melbourne, to Sydney, I mean, there's a lot before this, but we get to Sydney. And as I'm leaving, my landlady, who was a friend of ours, said, where are you going tonight? I said, oh, some of us are going from Lola. We're going to see Jill's show. She, she doesn't want to know you. <laughs> my landlady. Well, not my landlady. I became part of the family. Yeah, she was, she was an SP book, bookmaker, actually. Oh, really? And I stayed with them, yeah. Uh, I guess there were a lot of those theatrical um, households for... Yes. Oh, yeah, but no, but she was a friend of the friend, yeah. and right. they took me to the races once, and I got on so well with them. And uh, With the they, horses? Well, they had horses. <laughs> right, right. They had Maureen and Bob, and, and they were SP. They ran an SP business. And so she said, Jill doesn't want to see you, I don't think. And I said, what do you mean? She said, nothing. She... So I went in and Keith Peterson happened to be there that night. Who played Hines in the yes, Jama game. Yeah. game. And he was there, but he wasn't in Lola. So there were a lot of us from Lola went to this show. 
Miss Perry Mazuna. Did you ever know the Phillips Street Theatre? The no, I didn't know it, but I know all about it. Right. Yeah, it's small, yeah, yeah. small. And so I was sitting there and Miss Perryman's performing and, you know, she's looking around. She might have known where I was, I don't know. No, I, I can't it, tell from yeah. an audience anyway, point of view where anybody um, is. You don't. Uh, I can't tell. You got you. You can't see without your glasses. No, no. Because uh, even even with the glasses, I can't. I can't. Oh, but even out when you were. Yes, but it's a good way to be, a, though, isn't it? Just to whereas, maintain your focus. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Chater could tell you where everyone was. Oh, he was a bad. <laughs> so anyway, um, at interval, um, I decided, like Maureen's saying, she didn't want us to know you, and I said. So I told, who was it, uh, 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 Eve Godley. I said, Eve, tell Jill I couldn't come backstage to see her, that I, I've got an appointment. So as the show finishes, Keith Peterson and I are both walking out the front door from Phillips with Bill Orr. And he says, where are you two going? And they said, oh, we do Oh, Mother's Mother, that's where I mother, started. Mother, yes, I he always call calls mother. me Mother. He really? always mother. Her, from day yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yes, Bill Orr, yeah, and that's how I picked it up from. I call her Mother. So anyway, he said, Mother will be wanting, she knows you get in the audience. And I said, but I don't. And Bill said, no, you're coming around. You've got to see. So as I'm walking into the dressing room, um, the, Eve. what's her name? Eve, Eve Godley say, oh, Jill, Kevin couldn't make it today. He said, I said, it's all right, uh, uh, Eve. I've, uh, I've just rung up and, and cancelled the appointment. Hmm. So you're Jill Perryman. Hello. Yes. Totally yes. ignored him. Not totally me. He didn't even look really? at me. Like, and I'm there. Deliberately. And we were like, like we were so close. We, we, were, we were like brother and but sister. I, we were like brother and sister. And we I, were so close, but she suddenly decided that there was more than just a brother and sister. Yeah. Which I've been trying to tell her for years. But no, you didn't. Oh, not. well, every time I got... <laughs> oh, well, I won't go into details, but she almost had epileptic fits if I touched her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um, she ignores me so I said okay so I go out to Reppin's and have a cup of coffee and I thought bugger it why did she what she like so I thought I know they're going up to the cross the whole crowd and she'll be with them so I get and I think we've got a cab cost me a bloody fortune <laughs> up to the cross and um, I said uh, I walked in, I think it was Johnny Kendall or something. I said, where's Jill? Oh, she didn't come with us. Why not? Oh, some guy picked her up in the car at the theatre. I said, really? <laughs> so I get to her phone as soon as I can. I, what are you doing? She said, I'm getting ready for bed. I said, I'm coming over for a cup of tea. So we went and had a cup of tea and just talked and had a cup of tea. And she's doing a hair in roll. I said, well, I've got to go to bed. And I said, well, I'm not leaving, leaving until you say you marry me. Oh, and that was, was our engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a ring? Hmm? Did he have a ring? No, no, no ring. Oh. oh, but that's he, another no. story. <laughs> that's another story. We, we, I didn't have any money. So we had to wait for payday till I got five pounds to put deposit on a ring. So we went to the jewellers together and we were looking at trays and trays and this little um, sapphire thing yeah. came up and two fingers went, that's a Straight nice one. Straight yes. Great. And that was it. And I bought it with $5, five pounds deposit. Yeah. 
and then we were going to get him. We, my mum and dad split up, but we were serious about it. So, and we'd seen people cheat a bit around the place. My mum and dad were very happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. She thinks. What? Well, how could you be happy with Dana? She treated. It's your mother-in-law. You yeah. should speak nicely about your mother-in-law. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I looked after her for a while, didn't oh, I? Oh, it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, the, uh, we decided we would, even though we knew each other for years, we had people cheating on each other and breaking up. In the that. business or your friends? Oh, or, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, you know. And so I said, no, nope, we're going to be engaged for 12 months and then we'll get married. Well, then... Bill Orr came to us and said, you're getting married so-and-so. Well, we've got a show coming up called Hey Diddle Diddle and we'd like you to do the first show you do for us as husband and wife together. So we put our wedding forward a month. Yeah. So they but wanted a bit of publicity, wasn't they it? They would no. marry Publicity, yes. Yeah, but then the old asshole, <laughs> mm, Church of England in charge. I was an altar boy as a Church of England. Even though I went to Catholic Cat, Church. Right. So we were going to get married at the... Uh, St Thomas's. North Shore, North wasn't Shore. It? Mm. And the next thing, I get a phone call from him. To, could we come in and talk to him? Mr Sniddens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go in and suddenly something comes up and my wife is... Uh, in Christian science. I'm a Christian scientist. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, At this point, well, also, yes, yes, yes. And so uh, he had a thing about scientists. And he said, of course, I can't marry you unless you get baptised, Jill. To Catholicism? Yeah. To, well, no, well, no, no, this is Church, Church of England. England. Church of England. Oh. Hi, Church of England. Hello. Right. My, my church. <laughs> No Even more. though you went to your icon, no you, more, went, you just went to Catholic school. I was a right. Church of England boy. I was an altar boy at St George's yeah. uh, for a while. So anyway, she said, yes, my darling wife, yes, that'll be lovely. And I said, just a minute. And I said, my wife doesn't know what you're asking her. I said, I said to Jill, if you be baptise into this, that means you don't have anything to do with science and she said oh, I don't think I, I said I'm, I'm not asking you whether you think it or not I said she won't do it yeah and he said but but I said don't but me I said I'm she's more of a Christian than I'll ever be yeah. and I said you know well there was a great show of devotion and oh, wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. So worse than that worse than that so then I'm still determined to get married at the Church of England so we find another little church in Camaray, near yeah. where she lived. Yeah, shop around. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was a nice young guy. Yeah. I told him that Mr. Stins would marry us. And yeah, no, that's all right. So we get new invitations printed and everything for the little church at Camaray. And we were getting married on, we got married on the Monday. Monday. And on Monday week, the Friday before the Monday week to go, I get a phone call when I go from Channel 9. I was doing a Channel 9 in those days, or 7. And my what did you do better with, on the cruise and things, were you? Never. No. I was well, Channel... I was, you were on camera? 
Oh, yeah, sorry, you sound Kevin. a long time. I had no, oh, I had, uh, yeah, that's another story. That's another story. Oh, long story. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to write the book. Uh, so anyway, um, this guy rings and she says she uh, Saturday he'll he'll like to see us Saturday morning. And I thought, oh, it's about the flowers for the church or something, you know. So I knock on the door and he said, oh, Mr. Johnson, yes, will you come in? And I said, literally, and I can seem to hear me still saying it, I said, don't tell me you're going to mount, not going to bury us either. Deathly silence. So I went into the office and he said, sit down. I said, I think I'll stand. And he, I said, you're not, I said, you're not going to marry us. He said, I can't. And this is like eight days before the wedding. Right. We were getting married Monday week and this is Saturday morning. And he said, Mr. Thiddens found out that I was going to marry you and he got in touch with me and Can't he said, I'll, yeah. I'll have you right. put, I'll yeah. excommunicate you if you marry Because he had a thing about one of his parishioners was going to get married and he had appendix and the girl somehow... And he blamed the signs because she didn't call a doctor or something. Right. I don't know what the story was, but no. it was something. <clears throat> so, yes, so then <laughs> she went to church on Sunday and we went running around Mosman and near the park behind her there's a Christian Chinese church. And I, I knock on the door of this lovely congregational church and it's a Mr Heyman. Heyman who ended up putting my cousin, Arthur, through the church thing in Adelaide to make him a minister, my cousin, on the other side of the family. So, anyway, he was in. He's, had, he's got a lecture with students, like young people, 15-year-olds, in the hall. And he came to the door and I said, my name's Kevin Johnson, my... Her fiance is Jill Perryman. She's a scientist, and I wanted to get married in the thing, and they won't marry me. Will you marry me, please? He said, "This, of course I will." He said, "Can you come in and see me uh, tonight or something?" And, and Mum and I went to mm. church. My mum and I, oh, <laughs> we went to church the night before we got married. At but big apology he said now look it's our festival on the sunday night before you're getting married and you're getting married on the monday because of theater and uh, he said there'll be lots of flowers and things would you can we leave them can we there? leave them can we leave the them flowers because it was, was spring. it was so the, the ladies of the church have done it all with spring flowers oh. not only that she was in power blue and we, we looked at the carpet and it was a blue, blue yes. carpet down in front of the church. Sometimes in the morning when shadows are deep I lie there beside you just watching you sleep And sometimes I whisper what I'm thinking of Run over with Sometimes in the evening when you do not see, I study the small things you do 
constantly I memorize moments that I'm fondest of I can run it over with love In only a moment We both will be old We won't even notice The world turning cold So in this moment With sunlight above My cup runneth over With love With love With love My audition for Birdie you played Conrad Birdie. Yes, okay. but my wife was due to have my son. Hmm. Right. I auditioned Monday with Bill French, who was in the running for Birdie, and I auditioned for Sir Frank at the Theatre Royal in Sydney. My wife broke... <laughs> I rang up the hospital. The doctor... Oh, doctor, doctor... Yeah, she was broken of pipes. Yes. Said, her pipes are broken. You mean water's broken. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Tuesday night. Get the plumber. I yeah. came in and he said, so they loved, Mr. and Mrs. Perryman came and sat with them. Well, I went and did the Philip Street show. Came back and I said, Mr. Perryman, you can go home now. And he said, no, you can't. We're going straight to the hospital. So we went there. Then we couldn't find the right place because yes. they didn't tell me which part of Royal North Shore was a big place. And uh, yes, and I nearly frightened shit out of a nurse trying to get a big bottle because she had a thing and I was in the emergency. So Miss Perry person went in and the baby was born on Wednesday morning. I go to visit her on Friday before I go to the 5.30 show. And she said, oh, Harry Storm wants you to ring him and you go. I said, I'll go to the flat on the way to the theatre because we lived at North Shore, uh, Waverton, Bay Road, Waverton. I rang him up and he said, so Frank said to let you know that you've got the part of role, Birdie. That was like Friday going to the, the 5.30 show at the theatre. Do the first show, 5.30. Do seven-eighths of the second show and do a big song and dance number before the finale. Big cane, slipped, something snapped. It was my fibula and I'm on the stage trying to keep going because I knew they couldn't set the finale if I didn't keep going. Doc Mendoza's having a spasm because I'm climbing up the proscenium trying to dance. Broken leg. End up in the... They're going to take me to St Vincent's and I said... No, I want to go to Royal North Shore. Jill's in there with the baby. <laughs> go to Royal North Shore. I've only got a broken leg. People have lost arms and everything. So they leave me lying. And this nurse keeps going past me. In the triage, I guess, yeah. And then she says, don't I know you? I said, no. You sure I don't? You've been here before. I said, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Next thing, she's doing my leg, putting the 
Yes, I know you. You're the shit that frightened shit out of me on Tuesday night when I had a bottle in my hand. <laughs> I'm doing your leg. I said, thank you. <laughs> well, she must have done a good job. Oh, she did. Yeah, well, I had the... We, Todd was in the bassinet when we did the last night. The last night of the of Philip Theatre, the old Philip. Jill sang April in Fairbanks mm. with a long skirt, like the baby was just born. Right. Um, I went on with my leg in plaster because they didn't say it. I only did the top half of Jeannie with the light brown hair because I was on a bottle. Right. So I had my legs still in plaster from the yeah. break. I'm Sadie, Sadie, married lady. Wow, well, when I go by, I'm a corporation now. Not me, myself, and I. Oh, how that marriage license works. Punching maids and hotel clerks. The honeymoon was such delight. That we got married that same night I'm Sadie, Sadie, married lady Still in bed at noon Racking my brain, deciding Between orange juice and prune Nick says nothing is too good for me And who am I not to agree I'm Sadie Tell me about the um, auditions in those those early musicals. You know, Can Can and Call Me Madam. They, they were done in a theatre, weren't they? On a on a stage. Oh yeah. Go, yeah. Well, well, each I, one is different. You did. Each, I I auditioned for the first show and then went from show to show to show to show. Which well, is more great. or less. So were you sort of was, like a contracted player? Or no. Well, or no, someone? no, no, I wasn't. But I was just. We picked, were just good enough, and was, we were very. Was I was great. so lucky oh, because. The, the style of principal male dancer changed with, see, the part of With Gene Kelly, I reckon, it changed. Oh, yeah, well, see, Carden had worked with Kelly on um, American in Paris. Yeah. So half of the, the he reorganised the routine for a lovely day. And it was all the stuff that Kelly did in. So there's a great masculinity, a great strength. Yes. Uh, it was a change, yeah, paint your wagon. Paint your wagon was like, like doing a ballet and you were a character and you are mentioned in the dialogue because Helene uh, Helene France, you've never heard of her, she was a ballerina who played dance with me. She, um, and she used to say, I remember Julio. Didn't he go off with the Irish one? They say, we can't hear you, Helene. <laughs> no, no mics. She was a color, a beautiful dancer. There was no mics in our But um, No, no. no you had see, to have a big voice. You had to know how to project. Yes, oh, that's yeah, right. But, uh, we had to, we, see, I auditioned. Like, remember when I auditioned for... See, when, when we auditioned for Kanka, we auditioned in the Theatre Royal. And we were doing Wagon. Wagon. And Eleanor came and saw the show. And she knew that I physically I could dance Can Can because I ended up doing the two roles in Can Can because there used to be a, a very long, thin guy do the snake in the Garden of Eden and then I do the Apache routine, and which was all the macho stuff. And, uh, but I could do acrobats, which was necessary for the snake. 
So I went to a show and Eleanor was there in Sydney and Pamela said, do you want to meet Miss Treba? I said, no, 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 I don't want to know about her till I do the audition because we were on our way to Adelaide to do Paint Your Wagon. So I didn't meet Izzy. <laughs> so I'm doing a private, they're asking me to go in first. Uh, and I, Gwendo pulls in the pit, practicing. And there's a lovely little brunette with the hair neat and tidy, and you know Eleanor, because yeah, I went out with Eleanor for a while. Yeah, she was You gorgeous. know, I went out with all her girlfriend. And uh, so Eleanor was there doing, and she was very conscientious, Miss Treba. And she was a fan of Gwen Verdon. Doing a play out, I said, hello, good luck on the audition, love. And I walked down the Gwendo <laughs> Paul's playing. And I said, well, I suppose I better go and change. I said, is she, I hope she hasn't, I hope she's on time. And, and, and Gwenda said, you just spoke to her. And I went, oh, she's a brick. She, <laughs> oh, she. Put so I went in, back eh? and there's Eleanor doing a plies and probably thinking, what, a, what an arsehole is this guy going to audition for me? My audition lasted about 30 seconds. She'd seen me dance the night before. She knew that I could do whether I could pick up the style. So I did the bit of the quadrille and didn't even do any lifts with her because there was some hard lifts. Because yeah. when Tiki took over that time and she did the re revival, it was hard work doing it with Tiki because she wasn't as limbered as yeah. Eleanor. Of course, you worked with Tiki again in Pajama Game. Pajama Game, yes. yeah, with the Steam Heat number. Yeah, well, see, then we, we did a with Pajama Game in Perth. We revived Can Can, starring Jill Perryman. Ah, and that was really the first time that Jill starred in a show, played the lead legitimately, as when we revived Can Can in Perth. Because, see, coming to Perth, we had all this. Um, a following or uh, cost a lot of money yeah. to come with it. Yeah. So that's how when Coral Deeg came over when they did um, Oklahoma with the the the, um, the Kate Company. Kate. Yeah. yeah. And starring Evie Hayes as Ado Annie. And the girl that played Laurie. With so and so, the girl who used to do Tivlock, playing Laurie as a special guest. Hayes Gordon playing Curly, and Evie Hayes playing Ada Annie above the title. Isn't it sublime to hear their voices, their stories, and that great partnership? Join us for the companion episode to this conversation next on Stages. Jill and Kevin continue to discuss a life in the theatre and some of the many shows in which they have delighted audiences throughout. I'm Peter Ayers, and you've been listening to Stages. Catch you next time. Be a person who needs people.